Welcome to episode number 25 of the Mastering Marriage Podcast, where our goal is to strengthen, unite, and restore your marriage. Taylor, and together with my husband David, we are the co-founders of MendarMarriage.com, and our goal is to break the back of divorce by bringing married couples together to be accountable, keep the passion alive, and expose the hidden issues that try to rip marriages apart. And we are back in the booth today with me and David. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh, that was that was a decent intro. I like the other <laughs> ones better, but hey, guys. Uh, welcome to episode number 25 of the Mastering Marriage Podcast. A quarter of a century We today. are a quarter of a century old uh, in podcasting years. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're back. And this, the topic today is going to be, uh, we're going to give you some heavy stuff. Um, because, again, like Mandy said, we're here to break the back of divorce. So yes, we, we want to make sure that we're giving you not only good information that's going to make you feel good, but actual tangible tips that you can use starting today to start mending and making your marriage even stronger. That's right. Um, and so before we get started, I would just like to say that this podcast is brought to you on behalf of MendOurMarriage.com, where our number one goal is to do what, baby? Break the back of the boss. Snap, crackle, pop. Snap, crackle, pop. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we do. That's what we're here for, to break the back of divorce. Yes. And so all of the efforts, all of the content... All of the hours worth of stuff that we're putting into place, the videos, all of that is to help save marriages by destroying divorce. That's right. And that's all we're trying to do. And speaking of destroying divorce, we have a lot of changes coming your way. Starting November, right? The beginning yes. of the month, we are issuing out two brand new membership packages, and we're taking away a few. Um, but then also, you know, the biggest thing that I'm most happy about is my wife is publishing her very first book, her yes, first ebook, yes. And I got a chance to read it, y'all. And when I say that it is off the hook, it is off the hook. And I'm not just saying this because she's my wifey, but it's really some nice stuff, stuff that she used uh, when we were on our, you know, when last. We divorce. Yeah, and so, but we're not going to talk about it now because I want to actually give her the opportunity at a later time to, in, you know, on a podcast episode to talk about the book. So, uh, but we'll get there. But today we're going to talk <laughs> about communication again. But uh, this is going to be a little different because I'm not going to just talk about communication as it pertains to talking and making sure you say the right stuff. I want to talk about the arts of listening. And yes, mm -hmm. listening is, a art, is an art form. It's a skill that you have to have in order to communicate effectively. So you make uh, it sound so fancy. It is some fancy stuff. The art. The I'm art. Listening. It is, and, and 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 it'll make sense once I get into the content. So all right, um, guys, hold on to your seats. I'm gonna try to do this in 30 minutes, uh, but yeah, this is gonna get really juicy in a minute. So He's gonna put on his counselor. Yeah, hat I'm about for to put on my counselor hat. You know, because yeah, it's about to go down. You ready? You I'm ready? You you, you wanna you, you want let's me to go, go ahead and all right? Well, let's let's get it started. So. As we've said before, communication is the number one concern for most marriages. And when we did our survey, uh, that was time in, time out. We were seeing people say that they were struggling with communication. Mm -hmm. uh, even the members, when they fill out their information, they say the same stuff, mm -hmm. communication issues. And most people don't think about it this way, but there are actually five 
types of communication or five ways that we communicate with each other. Okay? So, let me go over these five real fast. All right, babe. Five is this. Reading, nonverbal, and that's more of a physical communication. Mm -hmm. You know, like if I wave to someone, mm -hmm. that's a nonverbal way of communicating like something. body language. Yeah, body language. Mm -hmm. Writing, talking, and listening. So, mm -hmm. five ways. Reading, body language, or nonverbal. Uh, writing, talking, and listening. And the body language has everything to do with your eyes. You exactly. know, so looking and seeing can be considered part of the body language. Um, and as a mental health therapist, uh, and after working for over a decade in this field, I've noticed that there is one component of the five types of communication that most people overlook the most. And you guys are probably thinking, yeah, you know, it's nonverbal because that makes up the majority of communication or, mm -hmm. you know, it's the talking because we just don't know what to say. Um, and that's part right. Uh, but there's another part of it. There's another component of listening or of communication, <laughs> which is listening. I keep giving it. I can't hold it in. I'm not right. turned up. But anyway, um, but like I said, it's listening. Listening is one of the most overlooked ways of communication. And what I've noticed is that most people say that they are listening when they are actually just hearing you. Mm. I'm guilty of this as well with my wife. Just gonna be honest. Just gonna, today we we just gonna be real with each other, right? All right. I, I've, I've been guilty <laughs> Keep it of this. Real. Keeping it real, raw. So most people think they're listening, but they're actually hearing. And in a minute, I'll talk about the differences between listening and hearing. Mm -hmm. There's some science behind this stuff that'll that'll just get you. It's some good stuff. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> and, and as a matter of fact. Listening is not an easy thing to do. Most people think, yeah, I can listen. But mm -hmm. listening is, an, is, a, is a skill. Mm -hmm. It's an actual skill that you learn. It's not something that happens naturally. Right. So just kind of, as you guys are listening, <laughs> listening, no point intended. It's not, a, it's not something that occurs naturally. It's an actual skill that you have to learn how to do. Just like talking doesn't occur naturally. It's something that you have to learn how to do. Right. And, you know, and so in school, now get this, guys, in school, we teach reading and writing end, endlessly. Like those those are the two of the five ways that we communicate with each other. And we focus heavy on reading and writing. Right. We test on those. We make sure that you're literate, literate in those areas, you know, reading comprehension and writing. And, you know, as a matter of fact, those are requirements for graduating. Right. right you got to make you sure you can be successful in any other area if you don't have those foundational. Exactly. Or so pieces. we think or so we think. Right. Uh, we don't. But, you know, here's the thing, though, like when we're testing on reading and we're testing on writing, you know, we miss out on two of the main components of communicating that we actually use on a daily basis. Like, sure, we may uh, read and write on a daily basis, but not as much as we do these other two things, speak and listen. Mm -hmm. And those are the, you know, so remember, there are five ways that we communicate. And reading and writing are two, and then speaking and listening are two. But we focus a lot on reading and writing in school, and we don't put a lot of emphasis on speaking effectively and listening consciously. Like, we don't test on those things. Yeah, those it's really are, interesting yeah. because so many people are scared of even talking in front of other people, public speaking. Yes, imagine Isn't that. that the number one, the number one fear? They say public speaking is the number one fear, mm -hmm. you know, in yeah. front of death. You know, yes. they'd rather die than speak in front of people. Right, and that's amazing. But we don't teach people how to speak effectively. You know, even when you take these foreign languages and stuff, there should be a class where you actually have to learn how to speak effectively. Right. You know, and so, and then also listening. Like, mm -hmm. how do you get tested to listen? But you mm -hmm. need to be because that's one of the main ways that we communicate on right. a daily basis. You know, and as a, as a result, 
what I found is that we are hearing when we're when we think we're actually listening. Mm-hmm. So we're hearing, but we're not really listening. So let's talk about the differences between listening and hearing. Okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna go. Look, we're gonna dive into some science, dive on little in. biology, and then we're gonna jump back out. So, right. so hearing is simply the body's natural ability to receive sound. So it's when it's what happens when the vibration of sound touches the body. You know, and as a matter of fact, you know, your body is constantly hearing, constantly. Even when you're asleep, your body is still hearing sound. So it's effortless. It's effortless. It occurs naturally. It's when the vibration hits not just your eardrums, but it touches your skin. It touches, Mm. you know, your body is just naturally hearing. And so that's that's something that occurs naturally. Now, listening is different. Listening is making meaning from the sound that your body receives. Hmm. So sound is all around us and we don't listen to all of it. Elsewise, we would go crazy. So we only listen to specific things, things of which that we make meaning out of. So listening is all about making meaning of the sound that your body receives. So making meaning of the sound that you already hear Mm -hmm. is listening. And even to go a step further, conscious listening is intentionally making meaning out of certain sounds that you hear. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about conscious listening in a few, uh, but that's everything to do with being intentional, like being purposeful with what you listen to mm-hmm. and what you make meaning out of when you're listening to certain things. Okay? Is that all, got all that clear? Yes. All right, good. Because that's, that's, that can get a little deep, but we're not going to go that deep. But that, that's as deep as I'll go with that. Um, so, so everybody's ability, now get this, this is, this is, I learned this tip and it's amazing to me. Everybody's ability to listen is as unique as their fingerprints. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. I I had to research that. Like everybody's ability to listen is as unique as their fingerprint. Mm. It's like one of the worst mistakes that you can make in a marriage is to expect that your spouse listens the same way as you do. Like, I've heard, you know, and and that's one of the major complaints that most women have from men is they don't listen, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, and and, and one of the worst things you can do, though, is expect that your spouse will listen the same way you listen. Now, what do do I mean by that? You know, you probably like, okay, what the heck are you talking about, David? So let's let's go (laughs) even a step even further. You have to remember that we all filter sound through a certain set of lenses, Right. And so here's a few lenses that we filter sound through cultural lenses. Mm-hmm. Right. Language lenses. As a matter of fact, there are certain cultures and languages where there's no concept of time. So they listen from a different vantage point, because for me to say I'll be there in a few they, that doesn't make sense to them. They don't have that same concept of time as we do over here in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they have to listen through a certain set of lenses. And if I'm communicating a certain way and they're listening a different way, we're not going to have effective communication. That's right. Neat. And there's other other lenses, our childhood experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were raised in a household where there was a bunch of yelling and in order to be heard, you had to yell louder, your listening will be different physically, but also psychologically. You'll be listening for certain different things mm-hmm. that maybe someone who was raised in a different household, right. you know, were accustomed to. Your attitudes, your values, your beliefs, all those kind of mold and uh, affect how you listen. They all kind of 
become the filter or the funnel by which sound is kind of filtered through. Mm -hmm. And that's how you de develop your meaning from. Is that's all good. those things. That's good. So, so all of those things is that's what we accumulate over the course of time, you know. And and those are the filters that we use when we listen. Also, our situations, our intentions, our expectations affect the way we listen, mm -hmm. and that's huge, especially when mar in, when we in talk about marriage. marriages. Yes. Yeah, it's huge. And and I know we've even had, you know, uh, whenever we had arguments or you know heated conflict or heated right. fellowship <laughs> is what Christians say is you know we, we often bring our own expectations and assumptions to the conversation right and so we listen for certain things to validate our own position exactly you especially know? if there's a pattern of um, communication that was less desirable mm -hmm. so you know if you have a spouse that is now trying to improve their way of communicating yeah um, you know the other spouse may now you know they may now assume that that mm -hmm. person does not communicate effectively yeah. so that affects the way they hear and listen oh, to yeah. them oh yeah and, and that, that we call that pigeonholing right yes. when 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 someone changes but they're still held to past expectations right right you know and so it, for, for some people when they don't agree with you they don't even listen to you right you know I, i've seen this a lot on facebook but even just in general i like debates and i noticed that a lot of people who don't like debates they don't like listening to people who don't share the same view as them. And so they find it very difficult. Let's take someone who's an atheist debating someone who's a Christian. Mm -hmm. Most people don't like to listen to that because that forces them to be in a position where they have to listen to someone else, someone else's point of view that they don't agree, agree with. with. And most of the time, we kind of automatically shut them off. And it's very difficult for us to even expand in our own mind because we kind of cut them off already mm -hmm. and, and they say you know most well actually i have not heard a successful person not say this they say that they listen to things that challenge their point of view because they want to be well-rounded and they want to have a more expanded worldview and so they read books from authors that have completely different views uh Based, compared to what they have, you know, they some of it has even gone like, I know I've even done this. I've studied different religions, not for the sake of finding truth in them, but the, for the sake of knowing where I stand with truth. Mm -hmm. And often tension or truth is often found in the tension of what? Two, two opposing views. Exactly. So <laughs> right in the middle of that tension is often where truth is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't truly find true truth because they veer or steer away from the tension or stay where it's comfortable they stay where it's comfortable i was trying to be all eloquent but that's no, simply put that's, that's what they it stay is. where it's comfortable mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so they don't even listen to you they sure they hear you but they aren't making any meaning from what you're saying right because they've already made up in their mind that they're right that they're right and that yeah. they know the answer yeah yeah to the questions or conversations that you're talking about how you see the world determines how you listen how you see the world determines how you listen. If you're looking to be intentional about listening, you have to begin to adjust how you listen. That's key. I want you to take that. It may not make sense yet, but pr trust me, it will. If you want, if you're looking to be intentional about listening, you have to begin to adjust how you listen. You have to begin to change your listening position. And I'm going to spend some time talking about listening positions, what exactly that looks like. 
You know, just like if, let's say we were, we did this before. Remember, I don't know, maybe the last time we went to the movies and we were sitting mm-hmm. sitting behind a tall person and I think it, you couldn't see or maybe I couldn't see. Mm-hmm. And, and so we changed our seating position so that we can have a better view. Right. And that's the same way you, you want to look at listening. That's a good example. Yeah. You know, and so thank you, baby. I appreciate that. You know, it <laughs> make me feel good. <laughs> You're uh, but here's the thing. Most people listen from a very personal, subjective position. It kind of goes back to what I was talking about with the debates. You know, most people, if they don't, if you, if we're talking and you don't agree with me, then I'm automatically shutting you off. Right. I ain't got time to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't got time to hear what and you got to say. Most people don't like conflict, so yeah. that's another. Yeah. Oh, and reason. I got a, I got a book that's coming out on that, and it's gonna Uh-oh. knock some socks off. Uh oh. Yeah. It, no, it's good though. It's really good stuff. No, that's what I'm saying. I've Watch been, out. I've Watch been writing out. this since 2006, by the way. Watch out now. <laughs> yeah, but um, but most people, they, they do. They listen from a very personal, subjective position. Mm-hmm. We listen for information that aligns with our worldview or our belief system. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, though, they filter out the information that they don't agree with. And this is often information that they are ultimately missing out on. Because if, it, if they were receiving that information, maybe it would expand their current position. Right. But because they filtered it out, they're missing out on vital pieces of information that could they could benefit from you know uh, and so and this happens so much in relationships especially in marriages so as i'm Man, talking to yeah. you i want you guys to be listening and thinking about wow how how how, do, how does this affect me am i guilty of this and no not am i but how do i use this in my I marriage think all of us oh, all yeah. of us are guilty oh, yeah. of this at some point oh yeah now let me give you an example though about listening positions because I, I know i want to make this very clear for you Let's say that there was a death in the family and uh, let's say you are, you know, you are the person that had the death in the family and you go to your boss and your boss is a critical thinker, you know, so they're always thinking about numbers and how to get, you know, progress and, you know, results and, you know, move from X to Y to Z and better, better, better. And let's say you go to that person and you share with them that you need to take some bereavement days because you had a loss in the family. Now, if this person is a critical thinker, they're thinking about the bottom line and the numbers. Okay, if I if this person is off from work, how is this going to affect my bottom line? And mm-hmm. can I afford, can we risk to have this person out? Now, you tell me, baby, is that effective? Do you think that will make me as a co-worker feel any better if I go to a boss and they're... Or an employee, yeah. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Because, you know, if you want somebody to work at their best level, you have to be able to, you know hear them from from their position and you need to be able to hear what's going on in their mm-hmm. life and empathize yeah exactly and that's you know actually moving from critical listening to em- empathic listening or empathetic listening is something that people especially men struggle with but if you can understand that transition you will be able to identify with that person mm-hmm. you'll be able to be where they are and make a better decision about what how to handle the situation Exactly. Because let's say I'm a critical boss and this person comes to me and I say, you know what, we can't really afford to have you off right now, so I need to have you back at work. They're not sudden, going to produce their best exactly. work. They don't produce their best work and I'd be they, lucky if yeah. they don't quit. That or you know? they you know, they could make very huge mistakes yep. that will put you even further away from exactly. your bottom line. And so moving to empathetic or empathic listening helps not just me but the person, you know? Right. And it helps them perform better. Exactly. You know, and so, but most men struggle with this. I've, I've learned this, and, and it's not just, it, this is a stereotype, but there's a lot of truth in it. Most men struggle with empathetic listening or empathic listening, being, you know, empathetic when they're listening to their spouse. 
Um, most men are more critical. Um, and w- we call it this. Most men speak from a deductive position. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, that is, they're often listening for a point or a solution. Mm-hmm. I know I'll be guilty of this, especially when I'm not uh, focused. Yeah. Yeah. You come home talking, you hype. I, I spent the whole day by myself working in my office. <laughs> and you come home talking, and I'm like, okay, so what's the point? Where are we going with this? And I actually would get frustrated, right? Yeah, because sometimes I'm like, you would. You go get to the point or you just go keep talking? you know? Right. And, that, and that's right. because I'm listening from a deductive positioning. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to provide a solution. Exactly. Right? And that's what most men do. They are often listening for a point or a solution. And we thrive, like men, we thrive when the conversation is set up where there's a problem presented and then there's a solution that we can provide. That's when we thrive. That's when we feel the most masculine. Women, however, let me get on the women. Now, now hear me because it may sound weird, but just listen to the entire sentence, okay? Listen, okay? <laughs> women tend to listen in a way that is called expansive, meaning there is no point. How rude. No, well, because <laughs> you ain't listening, see? Sucker didn't listen. <laughs> no, but he, here's what I mean by when I say there's no point. Most female conversations are not about a destination or about solving a problem. It's pretty much about being there with another person and experiencing the journey. So, for instance, like, let's say you were to come home, which you've done before, and you come home and you say, you know, you had an awful day. Well, you, I don't know if you've ever I'm came home and said, said that. that. So let me not I use you. I say a busy day. Let, let's like say, raining. exactly. But let's say someone, let's say a wife comes home and, you know, she starts to talk to her husband and say, you know, I had an awful long day, you know, such and such, you know, they got smart with me and then I was on the phone and then this person cut me off and, and then when I got to work, I spilled my coffee and then the boss was yelling at such and such and I went over to console her, but then she got mad at me and, you know, but then uh, the, then a husband who's watching the basketball game says, well, well, baby, go take a shower and then you'll feel much better. You'll, you'll feel, you'll feel a lot better, you know, once you come home, sit down and just relax a little bit, you know, and he's over there thinking, wow, you know, I got the remote in my hand. I just solved the problem, you know, and I gave her what she needed <laughs> while she's walking to the bedroom, you know, feeling like this, this joker didn't hear anything. I just said, he, he didn't listen to me. He, he, he tried to solve the problem. And that's what, that's not what I needed. Mm-hmm. I didn't need him to give me a solution. Mm-hmm. I needed him to be present with me in the moment. Right. And so what, what most husbands struggle with, though, is they get stuck on providing solutions because they already got in their mind that that's the position they should listen to from. Right. Right. That's, that's their job is to solve problems, to be a provider, right? And because we have this hammer in our minds, we automatically think that that's how we should listen. Mm-hmm. She gives us a problem, we give her a solution. Right? Right. Problem, solution, problem, solution. When, when women, they operate completely different. Mm-hmm. They're not looking to solve problems. They're not looking for just a point in the conversation. Mm-hmm. They're looking for a journey. You know, somebody to be there in the moment, to have eye contact and undivided attention, which means, brother, put, pause the game, put down your cell phone, and spend, give her 10 minutes of focused, undivided attention. And that's Even difficult. when the game on, you're going to You pause it. Oh, you're going to have to. Oh. Well, because this is about saving marriages. It is. Uh, and this is medicine to my soul, oh, too. Oh, is it? Oh, yes. That's what I, yes. Yes. Now, don't trip. This Even is not. The whole time out. This ain't about just helping husbands become better listeners. This is also about helping wives. Yes, yes, you know, just yes. as well as, uh, as husbands have to be more uh, expansive, mm-hmm. sometimes wives, you guys got to be more deductive in your listening. Uh-huh. We, when you when we give you a issue, we're not looking for you to just experience the issue with us. We're looking for you to 
use your creative ingenuity to solve the problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I know it's, it's different because women think differently than men. That's just how it is. You know, and so that that's but so those are those are two different types of positions. Men we often stay deductive, women you you stay more expansive. And so if men could get conscious about their position and intentionally move from deductive to expansive, there would be tremendous advances in the relationship. I mean mm. tremendous. And here's an example as a therapist, and I learned this probably 5 years into my craft. I learned that when a, a, a client cries during a session, I learned don't reach for the tissue box. I, I, used to, I used to do this. I was guilty until a supervisor years ago said, David, you can't reach for the tissue box when they cry. And I was like, huh? No, they crying. They need they faces, you know, if, if the tears dry, it's going to leave the little, you know, little kids had the dry salt. Yeah, you don't want that on your face, you know. They snotting and stuff, give them. And, and, and my supervisor at the time was like, no, you want to you wanna let them let them go through that journey. Mm-hmm. Because, and what I learned is that when I was giving them the tissue, I thought I was helping. I thought I was consoling. I'm here for you. Here's the solution. Take this tissue. And clean what up really that clean up that snot? But what really what I was doing? What I, I was saying? Stop crying. Mm-hmm. Your experience is making me uncomfortable. And I was saying that subconsciously or or beneath the surface. Mm-hmm. So I would hurry up and re- reach for that tissue box. As soon as that first tear drop, oh, wow. catch it with the tissue. Yeah, we don't need nothing out of here. And instead, that's definitely a different way of looking. I at had it. to learn that no, 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 don't reach for the tissue box. As a matter of fact, you position the tissue box by them so that when they need it, when they're ready, they'll when they're ready. They'll reach for it. But you don't try to speed up the process because you are uncomfortable exactly. with them crying. You know what I mean? That's good. And, and so if you have a family member crying or let's say your spouse is crying, it, it may sound counterproductive, but don't reach for the tissue box. Because what you're really saying is stop crying. Mm-hmm. Here, clean up your tears. Instead, let them go through the process and allow the tissue box to be in a proximity so that they can reach it when they're ready. You know what That's I mean? Good. You ever heard of that before, baby? I don't believe I have. Yeah, it's, it's some new stuff. There's some new stuff. So That new-new. Yeah, it's that newness. <laughs> so, so just remember that, husbands, wives, listening is all about intentionality, being a conscious listener. Mm-hmm. And you have to make sure that you understand the position that you're listening from. Mm-hmm. Also, and, and this goes all the way back to knowing yourself, you also want to understand how you're, like what motivates your listening habits. You know, um, and so let, let's talk about some tips on how to improve your listening within your relationships, because that's what most people want to know. Exactly. Science is good, but how do I fix this? Solution. Some solutions. So, so here's here's a very nice tip to remember. Always ask yourself this question: Where am I listening from, or what position, what listening position am I in? Am I expansive? Am I Deductive. Am I defensive? Ooh. This this is a good one, especially when conflict arises. Mm-hmm. Most people listen from a defensive posture. They are barricaded in their little you know hut, and they're listening from that angle. And or so, from a offended. Or for, oh, that's a different one. They listen from an offended position, which means that everything that someone says, the person that's receiving it, feels like they're being attacked. Yes. They're they're hypercritical or hyperoffensive about that. So ask yourself, and there are tons of listening positions. We don't have enough time to go into them. Mm-hmm. We listed a few. But those are two that yeah. are probably the offensive, main ones in defensive relationships. Yeah. Uh huh. And, and so just make sure that you you grasp it, but you got to be honest about it. Where am I listening from? 
And once you have that answer, it's your job, your responsibility to transition to a better position. Okay? So instead of being listening from an offensive stance, where should you listen to from? What stance should you listen from, baby? Instead of instead of listening from being offended, then you need to listen from a position of being receptive. Uh-oh. <laughs> I caught her off guard. <laughs> Got her stumbling. You need to be receptive <laughs> instead of offensive. Yeah, or you more of a open, trusting yes. posture. Yes. Instead of being defensive. Yes. Uh, or giving posture. Very you know, good, yeah. so that that's what you said when you said receptive. Yes. You know, so I got her stumbling, y'all. Uh-huh. She was stumbling. But so here, I know we're. I, I'm trying to keep this to 30 minutes, but let me give you another helpful tip. And it's a uh, what? Do, what do you call this again? Rasa. No, but what do you call this? It's a uh, uh, and it's an acronym. Acronym. I keep wanting to say something else. It's an <laughs> acronym, y'all. So Rasa is an acronym. R A S. Hey. That sounds kind of rasa. 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 Yes. Got the tongue roll. Okay. Ra- <laughs> okay. Now she got me high. But anyway. So <laughs> rasa. Remember that. The R, the first, well, the only R stands R-A-S-A. for. R-A-S-A. Yeah. So R-A-S-A. It stands, the R stands for receive. So in this position, provide 100% attention. Face the person. And these are, these are skills that you have to practice. Face the person. So me and Mandy are guilty of this. We could be having a conversation with the remote in our hand watching TV. She's looking at the TV or her phone. I'm looking at the TV or my phone and we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. We need to stop that. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> Look. Eye contact. It's huge. And, and most people, uh, matter of fact, I challenge everybody listening to, with, with their spouse, I challenge you to do the 22nd rule. Look at your spouse in the eyes without looking away for 20 seconds. I bet half y'all going to be uncomfortable. We can, we, can we blink? You could blink, but without looking away, without distracting yourself, <laughs> 20 seconds. I'm telling you, eye contact is huge, and most of it, it's a lost art. We just don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're used to being distracted in this social media world that we live in. So, right. so, so receive is all about 100% attention. Face the person, look them in their eyes, lean forward, right? That shows that you are, you know, interested, that you are responsive, that you're paying attention. Make sure that you're not doing anything else. Your spouse does not deserve to compete with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TV. Amen. They don't, they don't deserve that. So, That's so true. So make sure that you're giving them 100% attention. The A, the first A stands for appreciate, right? So this means provide minimum encouragers. And... Here's some examples of minimum encouragers. Head nods or saying mm-hmm or yes or okay. Those words. Really brief, you know, one syllable, two syllable, mm-hmm. Just okay. letting them know you're present sure. in the conversation. Yeah. And that lets them know that you are there at the point that they're talking. Mm-hmm. And so those are minimum. We use that term in psychology, minimum encouragers. Uh, but appreciate. That just shows that you're appreciating what they're saying. The S stands for summarize. Right. And so this is all about giving a summary of what you heard from the other person. And so it's all about making sure that you archive the information, which means you're not just listening from your position mm-hmm. because you have to summarize what they said, exactly. which means you have to listen from their position. Summarize what they said. Give it back to them. And if I could say um, as a spouse that is re- is um, actually communicating and uh, the other person is listening, when they do summarize and and communicate back Mm -hmm. what they heard, as you're learning this art of listening, be Mm -hmm. patient with your spouse. If they don't get it totally right, then 
take the opportunity to clarify yeah. so that, you know, you have clear understanding moving forward. And that's why the last A is in place. Yeah. And it's ask. So after you summarize, you ask. Ask questions to show that you're engaged and interested. If there's a part of it that you didn't get or you don't understand, ask better questions. And just ask questions in general. You know, and I, I promise you, I don't make a lot of promises, but I promise you that doing this will tremendously impact the overall quality of communication between you and your spouse. I promise you, especially for husbands. And, and see, and you, when you were dating, I know I, I, I guarantee most of y'all men heard this, that if you, could, if you could show a woman that you're listening and that you hear her and that you get her and you're understanding and she, she has your undivided attention, oh, it's a wrap. You, you be... Everybody will want to date you, you know, so don't turn it off when you get married, you know, make sure that you use that because I guarantee on your first date, you weren't distracted by all the other stuff that the minutiae that we're distracted by. You were zeroed in on her. Yes. And so we have to remember listening is a skill. It's an art form. And if you don't do it, that's why most people struggle. They think Mm -hmm. they struggle because of the verbal communication. Mm -hmm. And often it's because of the listening is just not there. I hear you. But I'm not listening intently. I'm not making any meaning of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And so I know we're over 30 minutes. But guys, hopefully you enjoyed this. There's a lot of information. We have more to give you. But we're going to stop there. And just know that in order to change your relationship, to improve your marriage, you have to take these steps. Yes. You have to put in work. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen overnight. And it has to start with you. And it has to start with you. So, guys, um, I appreciate your undivided attention. I appreciate you listening. Thanks You're for listening. listening in. Thank you for listening in, y'all. And, 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 hey, make sure that you are sharing this with others, okay? Because, you know, we want to – we got up to number four again this week, um, but we, we have not broken the top three. three. And the reason why is because we need more ratings and reviews. Mm-hmm. Most of – like, the ones that's up in the top three, they have, like, you know, 50, 100. I mean, they're up there. And so we need people – you know, we, we're up to 25 episodes now, so mm-hmm. we should have double that in terms of our rating and reviews. So this is still my challenge for you guys. Continue to submit them. We, I think we got like 33 now, 35, something like that. Yeah, thank you for that. So we, we appreciate y'all's support. But continue to submit them because what happens is the more ratings and reviews we get, the higher in iTunes we are, and the more visibility we'll have to share this message. That's right. And if you believe other people should, use, should hear this information, go and submit a review so other people can have access to it. Um, but we appreciate it, guys. Um, I think. This will be the last podcast for the month of October, which means that the next that's time right. you hear it, we'll be talking about some of the newness that we have going on. Yes, that's uh, right. Yeah, so so um, thank you. And we can't, we can't wait because it's going down. So exciting. Yeah, so exciting. So anyway, guys, we appreciate your time. Uh, respond. Let us know. Hit us up if you got any questions. Let us know how this goes. Use it. Put it to work today. Okay? But we're done, right? We're done. Deuces. Deuces.